The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's our Thanksgiving show. We're ready to rock and roll. Before we get started, let's say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. So ready for Thanksgiving. Ha, 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 ha. Um, everybody out there, I hope you have a turkey. You know, Usually our turkeys cost like twelve to fourteen dollars. This year it doubled. We paid thirty bucks for what twelve pounds? Thirteen pound. Thirteen pound turkey. turkey. Usually it's ninety nine cents a pound. Now right. it's like two dollars a pound. Two dollars a pound for turkey. Um, is it going to ever stop, or is this it? Now, if this is it, and we have to pay all these high prices, then I think our salaries should go up. And I think we should earn more money. So it's all retro. You know, it's all the same. Not retro. What's the word I'm looking for? The same. Yeah, so it's all the same. I can't think. I'm very tired. I'm working hard, decorating the house, cleaning the house. We put up the Christmas tree. Um, You know, working in the garden, trying to get my house looking decent so I can have some friends over for Christmas. Try to smile real quick because I think B will probably want to take a picture of us. So smile. Hey, hey, what's everybody? We're going to have a really fun show for you today. And thank you, B. Claudia, for what you wrote on Facebook. That was beyond generous and beyond kind and beyond wonderful. And I thank you so much for it and for what you think of Jimmy and I. We have somebody running around Hollywood saying that. To everyone that Jimmy and I don't like them. This person is a troublemaker. This person is a little nuts. We know that. This person has a, a history of mental illness. Uh, this person takes medical meds to, to, to be balanced. Obviously, the meds are not going to this person. Um, it has to stop because it is uh, detrimental to who we are and our friends. We don't want people to dislike us unjustly because a moron has a bone to pick with us. Uh, anyway, I don't want to even get into it anymore because it's it's so stupid. It doesn't even value the conversation. But B. Claudia came to our defense, as did many of our friends, saying that this person really needs help and that so wrong. If Jimmy and I don't like you, we don't say anything bad. We never talk bad about you. We simply just don't talk about you at all. You don't exist. <laughs> well, that's how we do that's it. Right. No, that's than, right. You know, I was brought up, I have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. And there are people out there now who we have had some issues with that weren't quite 
honest or on the level with their friendship with us. So now I just don't mention them anymore. And if I see them, I walk right by them. Uh, that's how we do it. Anyway, it's But if we don't like someone, Let's go they know heavy. it. And Let's everybody out there, not, we love our Hollywood friends. Are you kidding? We wouldn't go to the red carpets if we didn't want to be and see everybody. What, you think I go for the movie? I could see the movie in my media room here behind me. What's better than that? It's like a theater. But I go, and Jimmy goes to socialize with all our Hollywood friends. So we want to say hi, B. Claudia's in the chat room, and Don's in the and chat thank room. You, I hope you're thank feeling you better. Again, B. Um, we actually have a great show. We have a great show, you guys, today. We have uh, Nigel Carr coming on. He's the uh, partner and interviews editor for Louder Than War magazine. He was on our show, I don't know, many years ago when we were in Pennsylvania, and uh, he's very cool. And then we have Joanne Heckman coming on, who's also known as Jean Heathen and also known as Ziggy. She's an actress, and if you guys remember, Paul Gunn was on a couple weeks ago and uh, he was, she was in the background. And so now she's coming to the foreground and she's going to be on the show. We saw her this weekend when we went to the night of the Tommy knockers premiere in LA and Beverly Hills. It was so great to see Richard Grieco again and Tom Sizemore mm -hmm. and BJ Mezik and Sherry Davis. Oh, Sherry Davis. <laughs> I got to tell you about Sherry Davis. Sherry Davis is a scene in the movie where she's back. She's a prostitute. In old, in old cowboy town. She's a hooker. And she's having sex with this cowboy. Now, the cameraman did it in such a way that you think you're banging uh, Sherry. I thought it was the most outrageous thing in the world. So I'm telling all you young guys out there who, who are fantasizing about banging Sherry Davis, which you all are, go see this movie and you'll be in the driver's seat. And it was fabulous the way it was done. Sherry, of course, you know, I thought might be upset by my saying it, but she wasn't at all. She found it a lot of fun also. No, it's, it's a very the movie was good. Good movie. And uh, it was Sonny and Michael mm -hmm. Mahal from Mahal Brothers right. Empire. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joseph Kelly's in it. We saw Dave Bailey there. Everybody was there. But the about the film, the, you know, I'm a critic. The film was well shot. Steady camera, good lighting, excellent sound. The acting was great by the actors. Of course, there were some people in it that paid to be in the film, which is something they do nowadays, you know, instant movie actor. Uh, their performances, we could see, were kind of cheesy. But Richard Grieco played it wonderfully. He played it so mean, so evil, so rotten, and he never said a mean word. He never did a mean thing. He simply smoked a cigarette and looked at you and... His eyes told the whole story. These wise guy cowboys, you know, think they're going to go into this gold mine and steal all the gold that the Tommyknockers store in the gold mine, in the cave. So they go in to steal the gold. Now the Tommyknockers get really pissed off. So guess what? They begin to eat the town. And they look it, great. It's a good movie. I so enjoyed it. And I know you guys will also. And it comes out on the Film, 25th. I'm not finished yet, Big Mouth. On Thanksgiving Eve, you're going to make me be mean and rotten and nasty. No, the and movie horrible. comes Can out I put my fist on in the 25th. Mouth? No, it comes out on the you 25th. You know what? When the dog was kissing me and licking me, I thought to myself, I wish Jimmy kissed me the same way the dog does. <laughs> 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 anyway, if Big Trap will keep it shut for a minute. Now you made me lose my train of thought. Oh. Oh, here, lean back wait, wait, wait. a little. Wait, wait, 
Why are we doing another picture? Yeah, she, she said we were leaning too far forward. <laughs> the fucking cackle. You sound like Halloween. Okay, go. Anyway, um, again, I forgot. Why do you do this? Um, you me? said the movie. Something about the movie. Oh yes, Har- Harley uh, Wallen, as well as the the twins, are now putting stories that are interesting in their films. Years back, it was only stupidity. It was constant chopping, killing, no story, just killing, chopping, blood, guts, eyeball, tits, everything flying off. And it was quite a bore. Now, horror movies are taking a turn for the better. They're giving us a story. So we're interested in what happened to these people when they get chopped up with their eyeballs, their dicks and their tits and their armpits flying all over. Special effects were good too, right? You enjoyed the Tommy Knock. I love the special effects. I thought they're the best I've seen in a very long time. Of course, some of these movies have crappy special effects. But this guy is a very well-known, Emmy-winning, I think Oscar-nominated. No. Um, no, he wasn't Oscar-nominated? No, you're thinking of a different one. Um, although he, the Vincent guy didn't do it? Um, no. His last name is Vincent, I think. Vincent. Anyway, whoever the... Guy. He's, just a, he's just a very well-known special effects guy, but he's not Emmy winning. And he's I like his work. I think I'm going to ask him to do my movie. The 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 uh, what's my movie called? The Gift of Magic. <laughs> no, not the gift. The curse. Curse, the curse of, magic. of magic. Oh, my demented or what? I tell you, I need a shrink. I need drugs. I need alcohol. I need prostitutes. I need gambling because I'm quite dull. I don't do any of that. So B. Claudia said you look like you lost weight. I did lose weight. Um, I've lost 14 pounds and I feel sensational. I've stopped eating sugar. Uh, Also added sugar and alcohol sugar, not meaning drinking, meaning the alcohol sugar they put in all the food to make it taste good. It's really a sin to add up the amount of sugar one eats in a day. You can eat sometimes two pounds of sugar in a couple of days. Your liver cannot handle it. Your blood sugar goes crazy. You get crazy. You lose your memory. And also, I find my I'm far more alert now, and I'm remembering my lines for movies better. <coughs> so there is a tremendous, tremendous difference by not eating sugar or processed foods. I eat healthy, and it's not bad. I'm getting used to it. My favorite now is our uh, asparagus omelets. Did you ever, in France, when I was in Paris, that's all I ever ate were asparagus omelets, which I adore. And they're delicious. And I know you will love them too. And they're healthy. I eat lots of broccoli. I eat lots of vegetables. I eat tons of salad. And I have energy and I feel clear. My vision is better. I don't pee 50 times a night. Now I only pee twice. So there is a, please everybody out there, try it. Go sugar-free and junk food-free for two weeks and let me know how you feel. There you go. So Even Jimmy's on it. But, yes, I have lost weight, and it was an easy way to lose weight. There you go. Eileen also has joined us. Eileen. She's watching. She's texting. She's not in the chat room. And uh, Stefan just joined us. Hi, Stefan. I'm going to talk to Eileen. Eileen, do the sugar-free diet and and the no carbs. You'll be a skinny belink. But the only thing is, you may be down to a 32A bra. And then, you know, what, what fun would you be with a 32A bra? It says it's easy to tell that you lost weight, so that's good. 
We like the size of the bra you have now. What is your bra, honey? 48 she says, triple okay, D Ron. or 48 GGFXT? What is it? What did she say? She says it's hard to get in the chat room. I don't know why. For you to get, it's hard for you to get in. The I heard room. it's very easy to get in. I mean, oops. Don't be a pig. I'm not a pig. You got a, you got a filthy mind, Jimmy Star. You know, you always take everything so dirty. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm trying to get in, get Eileen in the chat room. <gasps> all right. She said you talked about all this shit last week. Move forward. <laughs> Who said that? Eileen. You know, Eileen. It's a repeat. Two words, Eileen. It ain't Merry Christmas. It ain't Happy Thanksgiving. It's more like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Said with a great deal of love. So, everybody, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. Tune in Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Those are our major, uh, our major like outlets that you. We want to. I don't know what happened to us. There we go. We're back. Back. It looks like our first.
everybody, we're back. I don't know what happened, um, so I apologize. I'm hardwired, and I have all my bars, and I don't know why I don't have internet. But anyway, hopefully we can bring back our guest uh, now that we're back. Why, why is our lighting changing? Something's weird here. Do you think our house is haunted? No, it's not haunted. Nigel, what's up? <laughs> How you doing, guys? We're doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. It's great to see you. You're looking yeah. so well, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know. Like you've lost that? weight. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you said you look like you've lost weight. I have lost weight, and I feel good, and I look better. Everybody should lose weight. Weight, you know... My doctor said to me, for every 10 pounds you lose, you live 10 years longer. So if you're <laughs> overweight by 10 pounds, you're 10 years shorter of living. And I believe that because I know so many people who are morbidly obese and they have all sorts of medical problems. And in one case, this gal lost about 80 or 90 pounds and all of the problems went away. How, how really? do you go on eating? How are you? Are you healthy or well, junk food? I'm, I'm very healthy, but I have... Um not an eating disorder, but I have a, li a little trick on how I keep slim. And I am allergic to egg, allergic to cheese, and I'm gluten-free. Oh, wow. I swim, I swim a mile every two days, and that sorts me out because I can't eat anything that's sort of heavy in fat. I don't like butter, so I use spread. And I do exercise, and that's, that's, what, that's what keeps me slim, you know. Uh, that's my recipe, my... We have a friend of ours, Johnny Peretti, and he said that the, the, how he stays thin is he has sex all the time. <laughs> and he calls it the sex diet. So hang on. Yeah, we got that's also a good one. <laughs> so how long ago? Wait, well, first let me do a proper introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Nigel Carr, partner and interview editor at Ladder Than War magazine, the 10th biggest pop culture magazine in the world. And now, like artist and writer and songwriter, which we're going to talk about no. in a minute, uh, but we want to welcome you to the show. And you remember, Ron, how long ago was it that we had you on the show? We lived Do you know what? I think it's four years. I think it must be four years. It may even be five years. It's got to be five because we've lived here for almost five. And I know that you was Pen yeah. we were in Pennsylvania well, when I you was in the I house. Think, I and now I'm in the shed. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you were on five years ago, I had just celebrated my 25th birthday. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> that's definitely the one. Now yeah, I'm 30. I'm 30 yeah. now, so it had to be five years ago. I think it's so five years ago. Any, anything romantic going on you want to tell me about? Oh, well, I've been married to my wife for so many years now. We got that married doesn't mean anything. Now. I asked you about how many romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that. asking about your wife. <laughs> well, we still have the romance after years, you know, Good so it's, you. it's nice. It's how nice. many years? How many years? Well, shall I tell you, Ron, we got, uh, sorry, Jimmy, we got married in 1979. Oh my God! Long time ago, yeah, I was a young forty-three time. years. Yeah, and I've got eight grandchildren now. So. Dude, you don't even look forty-three. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You, you think that's a, that's a, a long time? I married my wife, who was a woman by the a real woman. Yeah. You have to specify that now. You know, she was real, born real, born a woman. Yeah. And she, uh, we got married in nineteen sixty-seven. Wow. So Summer of had, love. I, had she not died, I would still be married. I would be married. How many years, Jim? Uh, what, what year? 1967, I got married. 55. Yeah, 55. So I would be married 55 years. How yeah. could that be when I'm 30? So the math exactly. is 
Exactly. So, yeah, I feel I've been married for a very, very long time, but we still love each other, so that's cool. It's a good feeling, that feeling of being married for a long time. I uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice security and, you know, yeah, we've always lived together. And, uh, yeah, we've got four beautiful kids and eight beautiful grandchildren. So, good. you know, they're all growing up rapidly, you know. Are you making a lot of money? Um, I'm doing okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> well, if you were here in this country, in America, you'd have to have a lot of money in order to buy a turkey. Yes, <laughs> true. Well, it's, tur it's turkey time for you guys now, isn't it? It's That's right, tomorrow. Just started. Tomorrow. Is that well, right? Can you yeah. believe that turkey is $2 a pound cheap? And some people are paying three fifty a pound for a special yeah. uh, bread turkey, you know, uh, what is it, uh, food, junk-free turkeys. A turkey yeah. can cost you 60 or $70. I remember when the world was normal, when our country was normal anyway. Yeah. But you could get a turkey for like $11, $12. A yeah. big 17, yeah. 18 pound turkey. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it going crazy in England as well as here? It's absolutely the same. Everything's really, really expensive. Food inflation in some places is like 20, 25%. And overall inflation's like, over 11%. So everything's gone skyward, you know. Price Can't of fuel, as you know, petrol. The yeah. last time I was in London, I mean, my daughter and I had eggs and bangers, bangers and eggs. And I think it was like $21 equivalent. Back, yeah. This is back a lot of years ago. Yeah. What is it today for eggs and bangers per person? You probably, if you're in London, you could be talking 15 or 20 pounds for a decent breakfast, but... You know, there are plenty of ca cafes where you can go, you know, under £10, £12, something like that. Hang on. So how much would bacon and eggs be? Well, I don't eat eggs, you see, so I never order them, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> so Dave, Dave, who's for, Dave, who starts now UK, who's in the UK, says a half a crown of turkey is about £20, which is around $25, which I don't know what a half a crown of turkey is. Well, a crown, they take the breasts off the turkey, uh -huh. and, that, and that's the crown. So they just take the top off it and cut the rest away, and that's what they call a turkey crown. Well, that's half, we, that's we, call, we call it the breast of turkey. Yeah. So yeah. So how, much, how much is a breast of turkey? If you just buy breasts, they could be anything from I don't know three or four pounds a pound. I think something like that. But you know, you get a twenty-five pound turkey, and it's three pounds. It's seventy-five pounds, eighty pounds. It's quite normal to go into Marks and Spencers and buy a full turkey for eighty-five pounds. It's a lot yes, of money. I love Marks and Spencer. Well, you guys yeah. are lucky. Also, B. Claudia is in the chat room, and she says it was. January 17th, 2018, that we had you on. <laughs> oh, was it? Was She's it? like a freaking encyclopedia. She is <laughs> it's five years in January. Yeah, so say hi to B. Claudia. Actually, say hi to everybody hi. in the chat room, and then right. say hi to B. Claudia. Hi to everybody, yeah. B. Claudia, how much is turkey a pound in Germany? I don't know, but she says her mom used to pay 64 euros for gas, and now it's 170 to fill up her car. Yeah. That's you know, that, if that's you go to a, a, a gas station in the UK now – they stop at £100, and a typical car will cost about £130 to fill up, but they won't give you more than £100 worth. So you oh, can't wow. actually – in many, many gas stations, you can't fill your car up. Jimmy's, Jimmy's got a very large Mercedes, right? Yeah. $120 to fill it up. Yeah. Yeah, but here's, they're saying there's, so there's like 150 to 180 I know it's that. More like 150 I know yeah. that, but you know what? Yeah, that's a shocker for us in this country because gasoline yeah. used to be two dollars and twenty nine cents. Well, I now remember when it went over a dollar, everybody went crazy. 
Yeah, yeah huh? that's crazy. No, I remember when he went over a dollar. Yeah. All right, so let's go into other things. Let's get and, out of how and, much it costs right, to no, live. No. And my Audi is a little baby. You know, it's an Audi sport car, little thing. Yeah. It yeah, cost me hundred and eight dollars yeah. to fill up. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So that's why I've become a bank robber, and I'm robbing banks every other day. <laughs> I do. Better watch out. Somebody's <laughs> listening will probably think you're serious, and they'll be but knocking on our door. You should be wearing a mask, Ron, just in oh, case so people won't recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I tried selling my body. I stood on the corner of Third Avenue and 59th Street. I said, six, five bucks." People just. Were kept you walking. wearing your, your Jane Russell outfit? What? Where you're Jane wearing Russell your Jane Russell outfit. outfit. Oh, you know what? I'll get all those guys that dig chicks with dicks. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the freakos will get me. I could probably make, I could probably afford to put gas in my car then. <laughs> yeah, happy hooker. So you guys, so uh, so Nigel is the editor, yeah. interviews editor, and he's a partner. Of a great, in great more, magazine. A great magazine, but yeah. uh, in the interviews all kinds of great musician people. And he's um, very shy about it. Look at his face, it turned red. I'm, just yeah. smack, I'm gonna smack him because you know, you <laughs> work I'm hard. laughing so much and it's warm. <laughs> no, yes. you work so hard to get where you are. Take yeah. the bravos, god damn it. Take the yeah. bravos. Oh, wait, I forgot before we do any talk about the song because we actually got the video and we're gonna play it so everybody can oh, see. Oh, fabulous! It. Um, yeah, but, but you gotta say hi to Eileen because I know she she was in the chat room. I don't know if she still is. Hi, so Eileen. And, we uh, we did we FaceTimed the other day, so we've spoken recently. So okay, that's good. Yeah. Diane just joined us. Hey Diane, what's up? Love you. All right. So um so you have a new song and you're the you're the actual writer. You wrote the song. It's you know called- what? <clears throat> it's the weirdest thing because you know me for running Louder Than War with John Robb and interviewing people. I interviewed John Lydon and Toya and uh, Sean Ryder and some other sort of British luminaries. You know John Lydon from uh, the Sex, Sex Pistols. Pistols. Yes. That was a, it was a huge interview for me because he was my hero when I was a kid growing up, you know, Sex Pistols and punk rock music. And obviously Toya was part of that as well. So to get those guys to interview was quite phenomenal. And uh, John was absolutely lovely. You know, he can be a very aggressive, very abrasive character, but to get him on Zoom talking to me and, looking at the artwork in my office and commenting and everything was surreal. You know, it was, it's very, very strange. I know you do it every day, you know, um, but I sort of these, I arrange a lot of quite big interviews for people, you know, who work for the Louder Than War Network. There are 100 people now um, contributing to the Louder Than War Network. Oh, wow, from, that's huge. From, from, from Eileen over there, we've got Audrey in Boston, Massachusetts, and we've got a guy in Russia called Don Volovov. So we span the globe in terms of people contributing. And I've, I'm just arranging interviews right now for, for the guys from Death Leopard, you know. The, the oh, we, had a, we had the drummer on. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. We had yeah. The, the, the guy with one arm, I can't one remember. Arm, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I arrange a lot of interviews, but I do some of the big ones myself as well. And I've really enjoyed doing it. And Louder Than War is growing like crazy now. So um, it's great to see. You know, we have our own radio station now. Um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote down on here that you're the uh, – let's see, what did I write down? I wrote that you're the presenter and the station manager on Louder Than War Radio. That's it up. I, I was working – well, I was doing a show on local radio here in a place called Alteringham, and they fired me because I wanted them not to they, – they were being political. So they were they were interviewing the Labour Party, uh, sorry, the Conservative Party 
in England. And I said, well, why aren't you interviewing Labour and the Green Party? And they phoned me up and fired me after 83 free shows that I did for them. <laughs> so I set up my own radio station, our own radio station, under the, the Louder Than War umbrella. Um, and now we have 13 presenters. And Audrey in Boston, who took over the, the, uh, the running of it last week, because oh, I, good, I, got, go. I got too busy because me and John are, are working on other things, you know. So they wrote in the chat room, Rick wait, Allen, wait, wait, that's wait, wait, Def Leppard, the guy. Wait, wait, the drummer's wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they yeah. fired you, did yeah. they give you severance pay? No, he did it for no, free. No, I was doing it for free. Wait. But they didn't wait, give wait, me wait, 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 back it up. How can you get fired if you do something for free? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is so fucked up. I you can't can in England. You can't in England. It's crazy. crazy. What are these people on drugs or stupid or born brain dead? I mean, stupid. Who are, they, who are these stupid. idiots? Mostly stupid. Yeah. He said. Well, who yeah. are they? Who are they? Stephen Carlton Woods. He's let's the out, Let's out them. Let's out them. Stephen Carlton Woods. He's the main protagonist. There you go, oh, Stephen. Well. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, know, you. You got this. You got this wonderful talent for free, and you have the audacity <laughs> to fucking fire him. Exactly. You know, I was outraged. Hell. Absolutely outraged. But I've still got some friends there. You know, Rod Maxwell. He's still a friend of mine, and we we have a beer occasionally. I didn't fall out with all of them. I just got fired by the management team. But you know what? It's the best thing that can happen because I went off and set up our own radio station. That's so right. Which is way cooler. Well, when, when, we when don't I, need him. It's cool. It's super cool. When, know, I was was a very, when I was a very young fellow, uh, I quit school at 16 years old to be an actor because I didn't yeah. think mathematics would ever work in my life. So yeah. I did odd jobs. I must have been fired more times than anybody I ever know. <laughs> because I worked once in a supermarket and I didn't know how to give change because I can't add. And then I once worked in a bra factory at, in, as a um, bookkeeper and they fired me two hours after I was there because I couldn't add. And I just continued getting these. He's not good with money, change, no. giving change. Plus, he doesn't like to touch it. No, I never touched money. <laughs> and I kept saying, you know, I got to get a role in a movie. And then it happened, and I got a I'm role stunned. in a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. So Amazing. it was, all, and, I, and I didn't get fired. But <laughs> it, it was all worth it. So you know, <clears throat> out there, and it's you the only time I've ever been fired in my life. Only wait, time. Wait, wait I've a second. Ever... Let yeah. me complete my thought. It's interesting. Sorry, yeah. You're like no, 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 no. <laughs> you chose to do what you're doing above becoming a bank president or a CEO yeah. of a toy factory. This is true. <laughs> and you do it well. So I'm going to encourage people out there. An education that is taught to everyone may not be the education that you need in this world. Yeah. Do what your heart tells you to do. Yeah. Learn it the best and become as successful as this guy that just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> but also, and, be and, you know, go, go for what you want. I believe yeah. in that. Yeah. I, I agree with I, that 100%. I went to a grammar school in, in England, and there was, there was two things that they, they taught me. One was numeracy, <laughs> which is interesting. So cause I worked in my uh, parents' greengrocer's shop, so I could add up really, really well, and that put me in good stead. And the second thing that it taught me was courtesy, and so you always be polite to people. That's not like that anymore, though. Now the customer's not always. When I grew up, the customer was always right. Now they like tell the customer to go fuck themselves. Oh yeah, I'm finding that too. Yeah, oh, yeah. but true. not in my industry. One of my cheesy jobs. I was 17 years old. I worked in Bloomingdale's in the men's department. 
Oh, and man. a woman came in to buy a shirt. She had me crazy looking at all the shirts. So when I got down to the bottom shirt, I simply said out loud to myself, lady, give me a break, buy a shirt. Well, she was a store shopper. I didn't know it. And oh. they fired me. Oh, Ah, Before well. saying that, because if a customer would have heard that, they would have been offended. But you learned. You only did it once. What? You only did it once. You learned. <laughs> I was. They didn't give them a second chance. <laughs> I was. My grand. My grandmother used to make lunch for me, and I'd say, "Nani, how come you're making lunch for me? I'm going to work." She said, "You'll be home." <laughs> Brilliant. <It's two> <laughs> she knew you too well. So let's let's. Uh, I want to go to the to your. Okay, so. You you do all you work for the, the greatest music pop culture publication ever, but then think it is. you yeah. had a dream. You oh, this is crazy! Up. Honestly, Jimmy, it's mental. Um, I um I, I had I was watching the World Cup four years ago, and um England had just played one match, and I was all euphoric, and I thought, oh, this is great. And then I went to sleep that night, and I woke up with a tune in my head, um, and it kept whizzing round this. Um, you better believe it. Oh, you better be. So I'd got this chorus running around my head. And very unusually, I still remembered it when I woke up and I ran downstairs and I grabbed my guitar and I wrote the tune in about 20 minutes. I wrote the song and all the lyrics and everything else. And at that stage, it included every member of the England football team, which was crazy because there were about 22 people in the song. And then, and actually, Sorry? Where does, it, where does it come from? It comes when from you, above somehow. No, seriously, seriously where, how, do you, how do you even get it? Where do you, where do you hack, hang on to it? This to is the first one. No, I'm I don't just know. I don't know. I have dreamt songs before, but sitting down and actually being able to write them and write what I consider to be, or rather my friends consider to be, a really great melody, and it kind of zings, you know, it zings along. How, where does it come from? It comes from the sky. It comes from... It comes from your conscience. You know, it comes from inside there somewhere, and then you wake up with it, and you can't get rid of it, and so you have to get it out. So you just end up playing it. Do you think possibly you're a reincarnation of a great musician years yeah, ago? Maybe, <laughs> maybe there, but I, I don't I know do, which I one. believe that. I believe that. Yeah. There was a, a six-year-old boy who never took a piano lesson and yeah. played, Chopin's, uh, played Chopin on the piano. Yeah. And nobody understood how this kid could do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I've managed to get to this uh, young age of. <coughs> and, you don't um, think that maybe, young age. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe somebody's channeling through you. Do they believe in that? I, do you know what? That's what it feels like because I've written another song recently, a love song, and it feels the same way. It's almost as if there's a clarity of thought that it transcends normal thought processes because we all know we're all very, very busy and we sit at home or we do our jobs. And I'm sure you guys as well, your, your brain's very cluttered. And when you lie in bed in, in the morning, you maybe you, you'll wake up at four or five o'clock. Your mind is incredibly clear because you're not having to do anything physically or mentally or anything like that. And I've found that recently that my mind is so clear that when I get the song in my head, I could almost write it in my mind before I get up and start moving around. And I might just sing it into my phone or something to save the melody or one or two words. But I found an incredible clarity of thought as I've got older 
And maybe because I'm not as responsible because the kids are mostly left home and the grandkids, of course, are all being looked after. And so maybe because you've got less stress in your life, maybe your, your brain's just more open to receiving whatever is being sent to you and then interpreting it. I can't describe it, but I've heard it from other people. Paul McCartney wrote uh, yesterday the same way. He dreamt it and called it scrambled eggs. Um, so wait, let's, let's tell him. Okay, so the name of first of all, the name of the song is "Come On England." You better believe it. But then you made a the group, and your super group is called My Beating oh, Heart. Oh, My Beating Heart. Yeah. So that's another thing. So I dreamt the song four years ago. Put it in a drawer. Put it on YouTube. Left it alone. A uh, friend of mine, Mike Bennett, who's a really uh, celebrated uh, producer. He's worked with uh, Fuzzbox, uh, Fat White Family, The Fall, Wishbone Ash, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh, the Specials, um, Ian Brown, Toya, loads and loads of influential people in the UK and on the world stage. And he said, Nigel, you've got to turn this into a bona fide song. I've got some friends. And I went, okay, so who's the first? Well, I, I know Jay Stapley, and Jay Stapley plays in Roger Waters' band, Roger Waters' Bleeding Hearts band, the Tubular Bells, which he's touring now. He was in Suede originally. I used to and love just Suede. He's just the most incredible guitarist. I'm like, really? Okay. And who else? Well, we've got Craig Gannon from The Smiths. Oh, okay. And, and I love this. <laughs> and we've got Funky Sai from The Fall. And and, and to top it all off, we had some local people as well, Dave Gleave, um, Melanie Williams, who sings with Hacienda Classical. She had a hit with Sub Sub. <clears throat> and then the icing on the cake is that we got the third pet shop boy, Pete Gledel, who was on tour in LA, where you are, he was on tour in LA and then he was flying to Seattle to do a show with new order and the pet shop boys. And he sent me the final mix on the morning. He was playing the show in Seattle of the football record common England. You better believe it. And uh, all of that has kind of combined into this serendipitous situation where all these people fell into place under the guidance of Mike Bennett, genius maverick record producer. I produced the, uh, the kids that you saw, you see in the video. So we got a local school, Charlton High School. They oh, I couldn't figure out how to pronounce it. Charlton, okay. Charlton yes, High School. Charlton. That's just Fire. outside of Manchester. And they they learned it in their music lesson. It was incredible. And then we went up to the school um, and there was an, an engineer there and a recording studio in the school. So we recorded them in the school. We videoed it. Um, and then we kind of put it all together. And it's taken nine months to, to develop it, to bring the ideas to fruition, to get the children on top. Do you know the story of um, another brick in the wall, Jimmy? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, I do and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had this great album, The Wall, of course. It came out in 1979. Yes. Pink Floyd. Um, and uh, they wanted to lift a single from it. And Pink Floyd were not known as a singles band, and the last hit they'd had was in 1967 with C. Emily Play. So they'd not had a hit for 12 years. And Bob Ezrin was the producer. And Bob Ezrin produced Schools Out for Alice Cooper. And Bob Ezrin said, you take this bit, you take this bit, another brick in the wall, you flip it, double it, double the verse, double the vocal, and stick some children on it. I guarantee you'll have a hit. So, and they did. <laughs> and they did. They got to number one. So it was number one. It was the Christmas number one in 1979. And uh, so I said, we got to get some children on the record. The children were going to fa sound fantastic. So we got Melanie managed to get the children to sing on the record. And it, it was oh. a hoot. It really was. 
So basically, though, then you wrote this as like your anthem for England yeah. for FIFA World Cup. Yeah. I have to tell you, like, so I don't know if it's because I'm gay or just I don't watch soccer. Oh, you're gay? Uh, I would have like I mean, like the whole soccer thing, like I know it's a big deal. And everyone we have certain friends that are actually most of them are foreigners, yeah. though. They're like yeah, from another right. country and they always watch soccer when it's like yeah. on. I love um, soccer. My my uncle was a very famous soccer player. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he was. Paolo Giorgenti. In Genoa, he played for Genoa, yeah. back yeah. way back. Now I want to okay. tell you something. I wrote yeah. a song, seriously, when I was ten years old, and Walt Disney stole it. Whoa. He did. Walt Disney. I'll sing it for you. Hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> I'm off to the burlesque show. I pay two bits to see two tits. Hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. And he stole it and he put it in Snow White, that son of a bitch. And I never got a nickel. I never got a dime, nothing. Have you ever been stolen? Has anybody ever stolen your music? No, because I've not written enough. Uh, who knows? It can happen. It can That's really right. Happen. It can happen. So let's play it for everybody. What I want you yeah. to do, um, Juan is our engineer and he's got the video. So you introduce it and then he's going to play it and then we'll be back after everybody watches it. Yeah, cool. Um, so, everybody, this is my beating heart. And come on, England, you better believe it. Yay! <laughs>
congratulations. Well, if that song doesn't get them to win, nothing will. <laughs> Thank you it's so much. very happy up song and very, you know, yeah, I like it. It's are really, really uplifting. Are you playing guitar in one of the scenes? Well, I was, but I don't play guitar very, very well. And what I found is that you don't really have to be a wonderful guitarist to write a great melody. And as long right. as you've got the melody, you, you can interpret it for other people to play better than you, then you don't have to be such an aficionado on the guitar. So I am there sitting, yes, just strumming the guitar just for a yeah, I saw it one time that I thought it was you at least. So yeah, Dave but I did I did from it. the UK wrote, all we hear in England is the remake from, I don't even know what this means, Bad Ellen Skinner, why yeah. have I not heard this? And then he wants yeah. to know if, I told him it just came out, right? It just came out. It literally came out Friday, so Friday, we don't okay. know yet. So, I said yesterday. Yeah. There's a couple of guys in England called Bedeel and Skinner, and they're two comedians, and uh, they have released three lions Three lines on the chest, you know, the, the logo of the England football team. It's called Three Lines, and they've redone it. They've actually released it about four times now. Um, but it's a bit cynical, and it's it's a great song. It's written by Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds. Um, no, he loves this. Like, they they love it. They all ask him if they can yeah. share it, which I already said, yes, they can. Yeah, share, share away. You just Share away, share. everybody. Share yeah. it all over okay. the place. Now, everyone's Hi, Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on Deezer. It's on all the platforms now. Um, under my beating heart. Come on, my in, beating you heart, you guys. <clears throat> well, and we, you know we've been sharing it everywhere, and we've got some CDs printed up to to put on the website, mybeatingheartmusic.com. So you know everybody loves it, you know. But you, it's a big push to get from creating what you think is special and getting it out there. You guys know it's so hard. You know, very we've, been, very, very we've been on the Mike Sweeney show. We've been on the Times, you know, the Times newspaper. We've been on their radio show. And we've been on quite a few places. But where we – it's very difficult to get because there's so – there's a lot of people who are down on, on the World Cup because it's in Qatar and they have um, a thing about gay rights over there. But, you know, if we, if we, if we, if we excluded every country uh, – and I know it's very special to you guys, but if we excluded every country that didn't respect, you know, LGBT plus and, and gay rights, a third of the world have a ban on homosexuality. I don't know if you knew, if you knew that. A third of the world, 69 countries. It's outrageous, but it's real, you know? Um, and there's oh, we, don't big... go to, we don't go to any of those countries. No. <laughs> I have to tell you this. When I was yeah. about 16 years old, I was in the airport waiting for a flight and I had my guitar and I was playing my guitar. And this man comes up to me and he said, you really play a guitar well. Could you teach me how to play a guitar? And yeah. I said, sure. What's your name? And he said, Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Is this as true as the hi-ho song? So if it wasn't yeah, if it wasn't for me, Elvis never would have been anything. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. By the so, way, we're playing the USA on Friday. That's the one thing I can't do. Oh, wait, is play playing... a musical instrument, and I love the piano. I wished I could play the piano. I would play it all the time. Wait, I've I played cannot. the guitar badly for uh, since I was. I can't, I've never years played old. a guitar. I've never played it. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? So, what do you mean you're playing Friday? Yes. Yeah, so England play USA in our group stages on Friday, 6 p.m., 6.15 p.m. This Friday time. coming up. Yes. 
We play okay. you, you. We play you guys. So uh, I hope you win just because, like, I know you're so into it and everything. So, and I don't yeah. really have any stake in it. So, I hope you win. He's going to win. <laughs> if, he thinks, if he thinks positive and thinks win, he will. Yeah. We beat Iran 6 2, and we're playing Wales, I think, next week. But I think we're playing the USA on Friday. Yeah. What so happens if you Friday. lose, though? If you lose, do you still get to play Wales? Well, we do because the, the, there's, there are four teams in each preliminary group. And you play all of them. Yeah, you play, so you play the other three, so there's three okay. games, and then the top one go to the quarterfinals, and Got then it. there's the semifinals, but that's how it works. So, so did you yeah. play soccer as a kid? Oh, soccer, you know you what? Soccer, I mean, let me you tell play? you this. I, we, we can call it soccer. That's okay. No, they have soccer in England. <clears throat> no, they I was the worst. Oh. <clears throat> I was the worst football player ever. So when I was 12 years old, I was picked for the team in the first class of the first season being at school. The, the next week, there were three of us left. And then <laughs> on the third week, there was me and the fat kid. And then on the, fourth, on the fourth week, the fat kid got picked before me. I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play you know, either. I, I used to see play, a moving ball. Football. I used to play football. And one time this guy got up from the bleachers and he comes over to me and he said, you know, Ron, I wish I could play football like you. I said, listen, Joe, name it. In time, you will. Yeah, Joe, name it. I'm surprised you even know Joe, name it. Well, I remember I him wearing name, nylons. He used, to wear, he used to wear nylons on a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I was the same with cricket. I can't see a moving ball. Same with golf. Once the ball leaves me, it's out of sight. I can't see it. So I'm hopeless. So... I, was playing so cricket. I, I played soccer and I played soccer and I played <laughs> baseball and I quit all of them to play tennis because I wasn't good with the team sport thing. And yeah. uh, and I was really good at tennis. So I, and, I played and, tennis. And Jimmy's very good at any game that has to do with balls. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay as long as they're slow moving. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're slow moving. I like them attached. <laughs> um, um, so, so, so who are some of the people like, like, I mean, I, everybody in the video look great. Like right now, who are some yeah. of like your favorite, like bands? Are, are there any popular UK bands that are out right now that you think, Oh my God, I fucking like love these people. Well, I went to see deep purple two weeks ago in uh, the arena in Manchester. And you know what? I don't know if you're a fan of deep purple, but uh, their album made in Japan that came out in 1972 is one of the best live albums ever. And I loved them. They're not a young band, but I absolutely adored them, and and they were so great. And Ian Gillen, seventy seven years old now, and he still sings with that shrill voice. You know, if you know anything about awesome. Deep Purple, it's just incredible. But on on the world stage, you know, some bands in England now, like Yard Act, um, the Blinders are still a great band. Diller Band from Dublin, they're incredible. Uh, the Slow Readers Club, they're a great band too. You know. England is cluttered with a lot of bands that are making a lot of noise in small venues. And you know, you know my history, Ron uh, um, uh, and Jimmy. So you know that I spend a lot of time in clubs, you right. know, fifth, fifth, you know, the whole fifty or a hundred people. And I love seeing some of these small bands. Document another one that I absolutely adore. So um, Deja Vega, great band, you know. Um, so how often do you just, go out? Like how often do you go out and do you take your wife with you? No, yeah, no. Well, Lorraine sings in a choir. She doesn't really like the type of music that I like because I like 
you know, pounding punk music or something like drill and bass, like the Aphex Twins. So for me, it's got to be hard, like prodigy, you know, it's got to really test the senses and, and, and bands like Giller Band and Thank, bands like that, they really kind of test you, you know, and to sit in a room with that full blast. For I me, used to hang out with the guys in Prodigy like oh, did years, you? years ago. Yeah, like many, yeah. many, like like when I was like fucking young and dumb. Yeah, uh, well, Keith wow. Flint died, of course, about five years ago. Uh, the lead Look. singer, you know, who sang Firestarter. But there's Liam Howlett and Kermit, uh, not Kermit. Um, there was all uh, kinds well. of like, band, there was all kinds of bands from, uh, um, from, I don't know, from like when I was younger. Like we used to hang out at this club in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, yeah. And like Marilyn Manson was already there before he was Marilyn Manson. I saw Marilyn uh, Manson a couple of years ago uh, when yeah. he broke his leg and he, he wouldn't allow our photographer into the gig and I had to review the gig. So he didn't get a very good review. Yeah. We used to have like Marilyn Manson and there was a band called Gods and Monsters and a band called oh, Dead, Star those, yeah. Dead Star Assembly. And we used to hang out with uh, them like all the time. They all shopped yeah. in like back in the day so that was my fun. granddaughter's into my chemical romance now and that's kind of you know she's 13 years old and she's loving you know jared 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 i met them too yeah, yeah. Uh, and she loves them and and those bands like green day and and, and my chemical uh, romance they don't kind of go away do they they're eternally popular they keep bouncing i guess back. so I haven't seen anything though. Like I haven't listened to My Chemical <coughs> Romance in fifteen years, probably. But yeah, I just remember. I remember because I have a picture when I with Gerard Way, uh, and I was wearing a T-shirt and it said, "Please don't feed the models." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was in England and a group of kids came up to me and they said, "Ron, would you manage us?" And I listened to their music and of course I didn't like their music and I gave them good advice. I said, "You'll never be anything. Trust me." And what's your group called? And they said, the Beatles. <laughs> Just so you know, too, Meg and Teresa. Hi, Meg and Teresa are Meg, in the chat room. Meg, <laughs> Teresa, you're in trouble with me because you don't answer your fucking phone. And I called you <laughs> twice. And when I come to New York, I'm going to bitch smack you. That's my, my make-believe sister. We, we, we're, friends, we're friends since teenagers. We went to each other's weddings. We had our children together. She's my dearest and best friend in the world. My sister, oh, Teresa. And Meg, of course, is, is my ex-lover. Her husband doesn't know it. So also, <laughs> I wrote on here besides <laughs> no, me. Not really, Meg. Meg How do people oh, Wait, wait, I got to clean that up. Meg is married to Alan, and Alan is a, a lung specialist at Ohio Hospital. Oh. So please, I never had sex with Meg. Let's clear that up. So I have a question for you then, real quick. So <clears throat> yeah. first of all, how do people listen to Louder Than War Radio? Where do they go? Um, you just go, uh, just go on the Louder Than War website, and there's a tab that says radio, and you can literally hit that button, um, and then you can just listen to it live. It plays twenty four seven. Tonight we've got Audrey Golden's show. Uh, it starts at eleven p.m. It's she's for, like I said from Boston, Massachusetts, and she's doing a show on women in music. So she's got all of the sort of popular uh, women bands. I haven't been through the schedule, so I don't know what she's going to play but the theme of her new show and i think it's great um uh is women in music she used to do a cinema show on uh, saturday afternoons so she'd do things like john carpenter and uh, you know the batman films or something That's like that i and, love <laughs> and, and play all of those tracks from movies it used to be called the, the cinema show 
Uh, but now she's doing this show uh, tonight. Now, normally I would do a show at nine o'clock and then she would do a show at 11 o'clock. But during the promo for the for the football record, I've suspended my show until January. So I'll, I'll be back in January doing my there show every Wednesday night. So literally go to louderthanwar.com and hit radio. And, uh, there you go, you guys. That's listen. how you can hear it. I also yeah. wrote down, so you're a digital marketing consultant. You have your own yeah. company called Carousel Projects. And it says specializing in SEO and PPC. Okay, I don't know what PPC is. What is PPC? Well, I still for? do. I, I think I was doing that uh, five years ago when I last spoke to you. And basically, we look after websites. And so if you want to be number one for um, international PR, then I will build your, I will make your site come up top of Google. That's what SEO is. It's I know what SEO Google. is, but what's yeah. PPC? Is oh, it PPC is pay-per-click. Yeah. Oh, pay-per-click. Okay. Yeah. SEO, I know. SEO, I know. But the pay-per-click, I didn't know. PPC sounds like a drug from the hippie days. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say this in all sincerity and honesty. <clears throat> I'm happy that you're successful in making money and that you no longer have to sell your body. Thank you very much. It was tough. It really was. <laughs> you know, selling your body can be a little rough on you after a bit of time. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. You, yeah. you didn't find that funny. Why did I come to England and kick you around? I did here? find it funny. No, you didn't. I'm going to kick because you're like, you're afraid I, I exposed you now. Now everybody knows that you used to be a hustler. I used to see you in pickled it, pickled it. Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. I used to see you on the elephant naked. <laughs> With my fishnets on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My stilettos. Nigel, yeah, you Nigel, got me. Nigel, you're the best. You're Thanks the best. So also, B. Claudia also says that the you can go and the radio station is on the App Store too. It is. So we're on iOS and we're on Android apps and also on Alexa. So although I find it quite difficult calling any radio station on Alexa, but yeah, we've got downloadable apps. So they're free and you can just go to the app store, search louder than war radio and download them. And actually that's really good because you can see every track that's being played. Um, whereas if you go on like a website browser thing, it's difficult to see the tracks. So, there you go. so yeah, but uh, um, yeah, it broadcasts all over the world. It's fa It's fabulous show. So, um, so you guys follow <laughs> Nigel on Instagram. He's Nigel Carr UK, N I G E L C A R R U K. That's his Instagram. And most of all, buy his magazine. How does he get? No, it? you don't buy it. It's free. You watch, just read oh, it. Your magazine it's is free. Well, let me wait. Stop the camera. Stop it all. Wait a second. Hold it. <laughs> you worked for free and got fired. Yeah. And now that sensational magazine is free. Well, it's free online. It, the The website does earn some money. And, you know, we, we like to say to people, you know, it's free to read the magazine because it's an online magazine. It's like Rolling Stone. your mind. It's a hit magazine. You can make a it fortune is. on it. It is. But we did have Sell a physical it. magazine, but we stopped it during <laughs> COVID. So we might bring back the physical magazine that we can sell in newsagents um, or 24-7s or whatever. But the website, obviously, it's free to go on. And it earns some money from subscriptions and advertising and things like that. So... So we do pay our editors a little bit of money. That's how it survives. Am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. You're the number one magazine in England of mu of that sort of music, right? We're the number one for that type of music, yeah. yeah. Well, and you're not selling it? You sold well, your ass. Now you're not selling your, your, your company? Come yeah, on. but the, the, the trick is that the magazine is not the asset now. The users are the assets, you know? And that's how Facebook makes money. You know, we don't sell user data or anything like that, but we have 
we have quite a lot of subscribers. And so, you know, if we've got T-shirts, we sell Louder Than War T-shirts. So these are, this is one of the Louder Than War T-shirts. So, and we sell tickets and we sell, you know, we've got a record label that John set up. And so there's a band on there called Those Fucking Snowflakes, who we've released. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Who we released? I love when you blush. I love when you turn I know, red. I know. I know. Um, you blush so easy. I do. I you're, do. You're, yeah. You know what? Naughty. When Jimmy and I, when Jimmy and I are in London, we're going to ring you up. I'm going to come down and see you. I'll take you. Out I'm going to come to Palm Springs. The weather's gorgeous here now. Lovely. 75 Lovely. and 80 in the day, and 55 at night. Just for anybody too who doesn't remember, so John Rob, he was talking about John Rob, and John Rob yeah. is from the the Membranes, and he's been on our show at least twice yeah. um, before. He's you guys, a really great guy. He's, he's my really... partner in Louder Than War, and he's he's extremely altruistic. He likes people to do well around him. You know, he'll always give a place, a time, and a place for people. He's so nice, you know. Yeah, he's nice fabulous. Guy. Yeah, I can remember nothing negative to say about John. John, John is the reason that Louder Than War exists. Um, I brought financial stability to it about three or four years ago. I designed the new website and had the new website built. Um, and I organize all the advertising and everything else and keep it afloat, really, because a few years ago it was in danger of you know, just disappearing because you know there were, there were too many problems. It wasn't making any money. The server costs, you know what it's like. You've got costs when you've got to maintain things. Yes. And so it's a very stable organization now. We've got this lovely hierarchy of, of me and John and editors and sub-editors and all the writers and photographers, and it's a really wholesome um, organization where people feel fulfilled writing for us, you know, it's an I outlet it. for people's creativity. And that's what we love. No, I like, love it. All right. So again, you guys check out louder than war.com follow Nigel, uh, Nigel car UK on Instagram, watch the video, stream the single buy the single. The name of the single is come on England. Come on England. You better believe you better it. Believe it. By my beating heart. Um, and if yeah. you just stick my beating heart, come on, England, you better believe it into YouTube. You can see the video. Share the video yeah. all over the place, you guys. Yeah. It's a great yeah. song. The video is a lot of fun. And congratulations to you for putting it all together. Yes, and Thank I have a message much. to your wife. And the message yes. to your wife is. You can make me blush a, again, aren't you? She's a very lucky lady. <laughs> Ron Russell said, you're a very lucky lady. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the video later when you've. No, I mean, she could have married a bum. She could have married a creep. Right? John Robinson on in June. Absolutely right. She married a musical genius who ah, has, who has put together a magazine that is probably one of the best magazines anybody that loves music wants to read. Yeah, yeah. I think. Are, are you all over the world? Yeah, your magazine yeah, is all over. Yeah, we're in every country, right? We if have quite a big readership in the US. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're all over the world. 25 to 30% come from the US. Wow. US you're is growing shit. very you're, strongly. You're big shit. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've co-located. We have a CDN system, a content right. distribution network. So we're co-located all around the world, in Australia, America, everywhere. So it good makes the site you. very quick. Good for you, Nigel. Good yeah. for you. All right. So, Nigel, good luck with everything. We want to wish you well. Have a great Christmas season. Yes. Have a and happy Thanksgiving. And, good, and thank you. And good luck Friday. Thank you. Thank you so and much, you two. Hope to see you in Palm Springs one day. Well, yeah, you come to Manchester and I'll treat you. We are coming we, to Manchester. We, yeah, we, we I, I want to go to Italy soon, just that Jimmy doesn't have time to get away. We have six movies to make. 
if I have a moment, I'm going to fly to New York and then go to London and yeah. from London go to Genoa and then yeah. back. Nice. So, all good, though. Nigel, all good thank stuff. you so much. Okay. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Bye. Bye. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What a great right, guy. Great. He is such a cool guy. And you know what? He really made that magazine happen because, you know, it was a concept. And now it's it's the, the best magazine. Tenth, I think it's the tenth biggest one in the world. In the world. I mean, this man is a VIP. Again, you guys, guy. that's uh that's <laughs> louder than war.com. We're gonna yeah. take a quick music break, you guys. Here's the nicotine dolls, what makes you sad. Nicotine dolls. And then we will oh, be back on. with our next guest. Well, wait, how, what in kind of minute. name is nicotine dolls? I don't know, it's just a fucking they great smoke name. and no. they sing. This is anyway, it's my this is like my one of my favorite bands right now, you guys. Check out the nicotine dolls, what makes you sad. Inside that's tearing me Up into the pieces on the floor you see I don't have an answer for you now Just go around, I'll find a reason Tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad Tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad You said tell me what makes, tell me what makes you sad Oh! 
that was the nicotine dolls. Tell me what makes you sad. Nicotine dolls. I thought they would be girls, number one. And number two, why would anybody want the name nicotine? Nicotine is poison. It's no good for you. I don't know, but I love them. They're they should probably call, my favorite band at the moment. Well, they should just call themselves like the Romantics or something like that, because their music was very romantic. Yeah, it was very good. And he he yeah. actually they they got they got famous for being on America's Got Talent. I know that, but their their name doesn't go with their music. Oh, Mike Wagner joined us too. What's up, Mike Wagner? And uh, we want to give a, a proper shout out to to uh, Diane McClure Repetto, who's in the chat room. Diane, hope everything is good. It was great seeing you Saturday night. And, and uh, if you want delicious fudge, contact candy, Diane. Candy, yes. She makes. She has a company that makes the most delicious candy. Of course, I don't eat it anymore because I don't eat sugar. But I will remember always what it tastes like. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Um, anyway, so our next guest should be coming in any minute. Until then, uh, I'm going to send an email just to make sure. Oh, wait, she's here. So we've the got tomato. She's the, the tomato. The, I, call, I named her the tomato. <laughs> and at the uh, red carpet for Tommy Knockers, she looked at me. She said, I'm the tomato. I said, of course, I know who you are. I didn't know who she was. I, I, was knew, like, who the, I knew who the tomato was. That's you know, hilarious. years ago in the 1940s and 50s, when you called a woman a tomato, she was like a hot, wild-looking, beautiful, like a Rita Hayworth or Hedy Lamar or a Marilyn Monroe would be considered tomatoes in the old days. So we're going to bring her in. Come on, let's bring her in, Juan. Bring in the tomato. Hey! hey look at her. She's so outrageous. I can't stand her. Look Say at her. something so we know we can hear you. Oh, I you look at one. <laughs> she has I'm a kimono on. <laughs> she is so out- this. She is one of the most outrageous broads you ever meet. I <laughs> love her. I love her. She's my new welcome, friend. welcome, yay! <laughs> All right. So first, let me introduce you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, dancer, actress, costume designer, producer, and many, many more things. We have. Gene Heathen, also known as Joanna Heckman, also known as Ziggy, also known as just one <laughs> single kid. Yay! You are the Lord, baby. So say hi to Ron. And she's also... Hi, Ron. Paul's, Mwah. She's Mwah. also Paul's girlfriend. Mwah. 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 We don't know that. Aren't you Paul's girlfriend? They don't tell anybody. <laughs> They're friends. Just between, just between us. Yeah, the four and a half million people. Wait, wait, that are just you listen. married? Are no, you, they're not married. No, are you married to someone else, and that's why you don't say Paul is your boyfriend? <laughs> no. Your you have such beautiful teeth. <laughs> they show up so nice here. They're just gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. Hi, beautiful people out there. Oh, there's Paul. Paul, come say hi real quick. Paul? Paul, say hi real quick, and then we'll kick you out. Hey! hey you Paul Gunn, everybody. Look, 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 look. You're going to tell me you're not loving. I'm, I'm, I'm her IT guy. guy. I'm fixing her. You're, you're yeah, both she lovers. She's the, he's the IT guy. <laughs> so now she can see all the Oh, look at the dog. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. Give a Hi, you guys. Nice seeing you again. Okay, see you later, Paul. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want to only interview the tomato, not you. Beat it. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. <laughs> he can come back. So, so uh, I have Don Hinton. Don Hinton in the chat room. Uh, uh, Don. Yeah. 
you wanted me to make sure you say shout out, so that's good. There you go. Thank you so much, girl. You rock. Woo, rock star. I have to say, so many things so cool. So, like, I didn't realize how many people, like, know you. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows you. I put that shit up on Instagram, and, like, you got 10,000 likes on Instagram, you know, and I don't get 10,000 likes for people who are in, like, $100 million movies. I was like, holy shit. I was, holy shit. Everybody, like, knows you. I've been around. I'm, I'm an old broad. I've been around a while, you know. <laughs> you look fabulous, though, and I love the teeth, and I love the I love the way you look Saturday night. Also, you were looking smoking hot on Saturday yeah, night. You guys, you guys were you had it going on. No, it was <laughs> fun. So you guys can follow. Uh, so how come your Instagram is under your other name? Oh, oh, geez, long story. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I'll just fuck it then. I'm just gonna tell people what it is. You don't have to tell us. So you guys, if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's at J O underscore Anna A N N A underscore Heckman H E C K M A N. You should try to <laughs> all that shit. Gene Heathen is awesome. It kind of like fits perfect. <laughs> well, I, I got it from Bowie. See, for a while, uh, I was out of commission from a really bad car wreck and uh, couldn't walk for three years. Broke thirteen bones, nine oh, surgeries. Wow. Brutal. Um, and so when I got back into the business in 2016, um, Bowie just always influenced me so much. So I took it from Gene Genie, Gene Genie, let you so you know his his song Gene Genie, <laughs> and his Heathen tour. So so Bowie. Oh, that's funny. So Gene Heathen got it. So I started dressing as Ziggy Stardust, and no, I you look it. like you look like an actress from the 1950s, and her name. Oh, well. <laughs> And her I, name I, was, like, the, like the twenties, thirties was my era. I think I think I should have been born. No, no, no. I, her name was Kay Kendall. Oh, she yes. was married to Rex Harrison. She was an English yes. actress. You know Kay Kendall? She was yes, in Lay Girl, Girls. She had the yes. big black hat in Lay she Girls. She said she grew up on all those movies. Okay, so you know Kay Kendall. What, who are like some Kay. of your favorite older like <clears throat> Hollywood classic movie stars that you like a lot? Uh, okay. Greta Garbo. He loves. She came in. I have a story. I worked for La Jolie Femme, which was a hair salon in Sutton Place, very upscale, you know, neighborhood Sutton Place. And uh, my boss, Gloria Gelman, came in the back and said, all of you people behave. Greta Garbo's coming in to have her oh. bangs trimmed. Oh, no, truthfully. And if any of you make anything out of the way, you're going to get fired or killed. So Garbo <laughs> was sitting in the front lounge for one minute waiting, the entire staff ran out and screaming, Garbo, Greta, go. she got up and walked out. <laughs> My boss had a fit. She said, do you realize we could have advertised that we cut Greta Garbo's bangs? I said, yeah, it would have been better if one of us could have banged her. <laughs> then it would have been, we banged Greta Garbo. <laughs> well, she knew how to have fun. I, I, I yeah, she, was, she was gay. Garbo was gay, so no man could bang her. Actually, though, yeah. how so... You were in a bad action. She was both. You know, she's <laughs> no, no, Garbo was basically a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, the rest of it was just publicity. She was, yeah, she was known as the face. No, she was the a dyke. She, she dressed like a man half the time. I do too, so eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, you don't, not anytime we've seen you yet so far. So you were in a bad accident, but you must have healed really well because you were wearing, you were, you were in heels and stuff still. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured, you know, uh, 
But if I'm going to go out in the world, I might as well go out with a bang and not just slowly die like I was doing with, you know, medical stuff. And, and, and right before the accident, the really, oh, the tough thing was I just got a part on Broadway with a show called uh, Forbidden Hollywood. And I was going to move to New York and then the car accident just wiped me out and said, nope. you're gonna, uh, So you just you have to overcome obstacles in life um, as they come and deal with it. And I'm um, so happy that you are, have, you know, rehabilitated and have such a good outlook and you're able to do, cause I mean, I went down your IMDB, you got like 50 fucking movies that you're in and half of them. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have time. How, how, serious, was, how serious was your injury? Serious. She said oh, she couldn't. I, I, are you her? I'm asking her big mouth, not you. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put two fingers and knock his eyes out. Watch. You want to see eyeballs? Did you hear what she said though before? <laughs> what she said? She said I couldn't walk for three years. Yeah. Well, you yeah 13, that's, that's 13, broken bones, 13 broken bones, nine surgeries. He's got to answer for you. <laughs> but I she mean, told us. I, I, this is yeah, her interview, right. not right. yours. Oh, my God. What did I marry? Did I make a mistake? <laughs> loan me, loan me 3000 bucks so I could divorce <laughs> yeah. the fruit. I gotta go find me a, a, an older one with a brain. Yeah. Oh, nobody's got a brain. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm an older woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Do you? Because uh, you're in a lot of horror movies. Uh, are horror movies kind of like something that you like a lot, or it just happens to be that you get cast in a lot of horror movies? Well, it's 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 the now thing that sells. So for distribution, that's why. It, you know, a lot of people will make horror movies because they're cheaper to make and you can make a profit on them. Yes. So basically that's it in a nutshell. So So what is your favorite horror movie? Do you have one? I like the old universal monsters like Dracula and Frankenstein. <laughs> and I do too. That's what I, I, I too. Like. We like that. It's like well, that's one good thing about Halloween. We watch TCM and Turner Classic movies. Oh, those are classic. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. I mean, I like the, I, my dad was into, it was like going to film school, the way my dad loved the old movies and uh, from, I'm talking silent films all the way up. Yeah. So like Lon, Lon Chaney, he was known as the man of a thousand faces, right? That's right. So, so my thing was, I, I love to change my look up from, you know, every project. So I want to be known as the woman of a thousand and one faces. <laughs> So Ron, because you know Ron, Ron, Ron used to have a show called Set the Record Straight. A television he, show, not a show. Uh, a television show <laughs> called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood. On real television. Jane, Res Jane Russell was his best oh, friend. Jane Russell. He knew Elizabeth Taylor, and he knew Betty Davis. He knew like all the like you know people oh, from wow. the genre. Tab Hunter. Uh, yeah. What's the lady you sat on her knee? Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall. He knew all of them. I love her. Oh my God. Well, Lauren Bacall was a doll. But yeah, you know, my mother, as a young girl, used to be a silent movie uh, actress. And my oh grandmother. Oh my God, really? Yeah. And my grandmother used to sneak her to the Astoria studios to do work. And my oh, grandfather really? found out. He almost killed my grandmother. And he said, Son putane. All the actors, those they're all whores. And you're not going to make a whore out of my daughter. And he stopped my mother from having a career in film. But my mother oh passed my it on to me. She passed it on to me. All we <laughs> did was talk film. Growing up, I knew all about Valentino, Norma Shearer, everybody. My mother educated. Valentino, so work man. because today, that's my career. 
I only uh, uh, talk about Hollywood of yesteryear. I, te I teach people that there was a Hollywood before today. You know. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't well, he him growling he at you? Not, <laughs> he, he wasn't growling. He was grunting. Oh, yeah. Because when Castro sleeps, he doesn't like to wake up. So I wanted, like, from the olden days, you have a movie that's like your go-to favorite, like, you know, golden oh, age of Hollywood movie. Oh wow! A one that you like, um, one that you like a lot. Anna Karina. Karen, oh, wow. Karen, That's a very good uh, yeah, well, I mean, the original Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney, the silent movie. Oh, my God. He, he would tape his nose up to look like a skull. And, he, right. you know, he really changed his look up. And that that I take to heart when because I do um, a lot of S SFX makeup. I built a Bigfoot last year. And um, I really love to change other people's looks and my own to really transform. So you don't even, people don't even recognize you. So that's a lot of fun for me. And I take it from, you know, the people that really knew it the, in old Hollywood. And Lon mm -hmm. Chaney had just this little tiny kit that he did all that with. It's amazing, you know. Did you know that Lon Chaney was deaf? Um, I, I didn't he know was he was deaf. totally deaf. Was he? He, he was he was he was called uh, clinically deaf. He, he could barely hear. And they didn't oh, have wow. the hearing aids then that they have today. They had a horn. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his son, Lon Chaney Jr., only did sign language. With oh, his wow. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, the, so, yeah. He played the wolf man. So. Because mm -hmm. I wrote down the uh, actress, costume mm -hmm. designer, producer. Uh, I used to do costume design for film. I told you that a little bit, and I used to make all oh, one yeah, of the fine clothes. You, you dressed some some peoples that were. I dressed Elton John, and I've dressed. I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious, and uh, um, he dressed Elton John. He dressed Madonna, but the most wow. important, most important person he undressed was me. Yes, I undressed you. I dressed them. <laughs> No, I used to have this really cool two, three stores in Fort Lauderdale, and like people would come shopping there, like all these famous people. And then I would, I dressed every major horror movie star: Robert England, Doug Bradley, like all Ron, the majors, Ron, Ron Serena Russell, Vincent, Ron Danielle Russell, Harris, Ron Russell. Oh yes, all the Ron majors. Russell, Ron, um, Ron Russell. Yes, the Ron <laughs> Russell. Um, but I think, I think. So how long have you? So you've been doing this for a long time because I read that you started dancing. I forgot seven or twelve or something. Yeah, really yeah, seven. Started with uh, ballet and tap and jazz and um, ballroom and uh, I pretty much yeah uh, was trained in every pretty much every form of dance. So so when I would do uh, choreography for dance shows and also do costumes for those too, I'd build entire ballroom gowns and Latin gowns. Um, I put a lot of the various forms of dance into the shows, you know, not just ballroom, but, you know, a little bit of uh, jazz or modern or African dancing or, or belly dancing or you know, whatever it was. And, and it would, it looked different than the normal. And I love that because you just kind of put a little bit of uh, everything, you know, that you learn over the years into it and it makes it its own unique beast. So, so um, yeah, I, I choreograph uh, music videos. There's a couple new ones out. Um, what I really like is the, this guy, this young kid, this kid, 30-year-old kid, whatever. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> wanted to do this, this uh, hip-hop song with Argentine tango. So that's what we did and some salsa. And it was very interesting because uh, I hadn't seen anything quite like it. So Is it out it yet? Is it out? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the name of it? Yeah. Tell us the name and we'll tell everybody to go check it out. Enjoy the ride. <laughs>
are you are you the, are you the joyride? No, I, <laughs> just just the uh, dancer choreographer. <laughs> so where where are you actually from originally? Oh well, I'm from the Midwest originally, a long time ago, and I, I'm actually a, a, from Nebraska. I'm related to Johnny Carson. Are you really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I would have yeah. definitely said you're L.A. I thought you were born in Hollywood. <laughs> I would have picked yeah. that because you're in so. My heart. No, oh, you're so theatrical. You're so fabulous. That's what you know. <laughs> you're, no, no, you're 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 what gay men like. You know, gay men are very attracted to pretty personality. I have a lot of yeah. A lot of my dance partners were gay. Yeah, I yeah, uh, because you have that wonderful ability to be. Up there, you know, you're out it's just there. fun too, though. You're like fun. Like, you're, you're not an, a boring old lady in a house dress. I'm the most fun. <laughs> They're asking if you you're live. a sexy tomato. That's a tomato. <laughs> They're asking if you live in Vegas. In the chat room, in the chat room, they're asking us. In the chat room, they're asking if you live in Las Vegas. But you don't. You live in L.A., don't you? I'm like half and half, pretty much. Oh, half and more. half, you guys. More and more. <laughs> LA. I mean, I just filmed in San Francisco. I filmed in Puerto Rico last year. It's like wherever, wherever the work is, I go and pretty much. Uh, Puerto Rico was Puerto Rico was Bermuda Island, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll give some plugs. So you guys, you're going to be able to see her in Bermuda Island, uh, starring Tom Sizemore, Sarah French, who's been on the show, Sherry Davis has been on the show, Alex Reinhardt's been on the show, Newell, Noel Gugli Emmy's been on the show, BJ Mezik's been on the show, and Mike Ferguson's been on the show. Uh, I like love that. Um, you were in Tommy Rockers. That's where we saw you this weekend. I want to tell everybody because we had a really good time seeing seeing uh, the Mahal Brothers. You know, I think they do. Uh, out of all the indie filmmakers that we all hang out with and everything, I think them uh, they're they're one of the best. You know, of of the filmmakers, their films come out really really good. Um, it was fun watching Tommy Knockers, especially Sherry Davis's Knockers. Right, right. Did you love, did you love how she was, was getting banged? You know, did you love how she was getting Sherry banged in that girl. movie? I thought that was phenomenal. The way the camera was angled, you felt like you were screwing her. It was really done well. <laughs> Yeah, it's just true. It's very true. We all did. <laughs> Which we should give a shout. Out. Besides you, we had Richard Grieco, Tom Sizemore, Jessica Morris, Robert Lasardo, Robert Donovan. <clears throat> I think Robert Lasardo is the only one like uh, who I haven't we haven't ever met. We've never met Robert Lasardo. Oh, he's so cool. You got to interview him. Yeah, he's my friend. He's he's really awesome. I heard he's super yeah. cool. I've been a fan ever since. I mean, I know he's been around forever, but like I loved him when he was on Nip Tuck. I don't know if you ever watched that TV oh, show. Oh, yes, right. I did watch Nip Tuck. I, I was, love seeing like them bring back some of the older stars. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was so good on that one, too. There's one he killed somebody, he, like feeds him to the alligators. I mean, he was just because he could, you know, he's everybody says he's super nice, but he's kind of like Mike Ferguson, you know, like. You look at him and you don't know if he's going to be so like nice. And then they have this big smile and they're really nice. But in a way, you're like afraid of him before you meet him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very intelligent. And yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, people have a certain look and you expect him like, like should I be a little afraid? or should I? But then Especially though, out. when you see the roles. I mean, he always plays somebody who kills somebody or something. I mean, he's always killing people in movies and shit. So Okay, okay. Enough of the serious stuff. I mean, the silly stuff. Let's get to the serious okay, stuff. Okay, what's the serious stuff? How'd you meet Paul Gunn? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, it was uh, at a film mixer in 2018. And... Um, Do you remember the yeah, film? Yeah, we, we were... The oh, it's film a mixer. It's a film okay. mixer. Okay. Uh, Quantum, it was for Quantum Arc Media, so one of the production studios in, in Las Vegas. 
And um, yeah, we, we were friends ever since. And, you know, over the years, I, I was like a psychologist with his relationships. He'd ask me for advice and I'd give him, I'd give him advice. <laughs> so, so at what point did you fall in love with him? <laughs> um, well, we were singing, singing karaoke one night. <laughs> they were singing karaoke one night. That's cute. And when did he fall yeah. in love with you? When did Paul fall in love with you? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, when did you fall in love with her? That's so funny. You're asking all the questions that they didn't want to answer the well, last I don't time. Care. <laughs> I mean, you know what? She's so easy to love. I mean, she's easy to love, you know? I can't. I could see how Paul flipped over her. You know, know Paul, Paul's been around. He's had his share of women. And he really seems to be stuck with you. He really is stuck on you. Stuck, not with I mean, you. stuck on you is what I meant. Not stuck with you. I wouldn't be shocked if one day we don't get an invitation. You say, come to our wedding. I wouldn't be shocked at all. You think maybe um, one day he's, uh, he's been a very great friend and he's super awesome and he's 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 well loved. Um, he is very talented. I and think hey, he's, he's, he's in Bullet Train right now. Shout out for Paul again. He's in the number one movie in the world right now. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what's, the, what's the number one movie in the world? Paul. Oh, Bullet Train. Oh, Bullet, Bullet Train. Bullet we didn't Train. see that yet. We haven't seen it yet, but we've seen this clip oh though. My yes. God, it's amazing. It's, oh my God, it's really good. It's yeah. a good movie. I will have to like watch it. Then. You know, if Paul were gay, I got a million old queens out here that would kill for him. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, he's a oh, sexy a lot of guy. My, a lot of my gay friends too. Yeah, he's like, got a hot body. He works out. No, he's got a sexy body. As you know, I'm sure you've seen him naked several thousand times. I hope. <laughs> She's got a new movie too. You have a new movie out, Space Wars Quest. I don't know if it's out yet, but I know they had a premiere a couple weeks ago, Space Wars Quest yeah. for the Deep Star. Um, lots of fun people. Aren't you, aren't you gonna ask me to take off my shirt like you did, Paul? Yeah, take off your shirt. I'll take off my tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's all, all theater. You could have done burlesque easy. Yes. Oh, I love that burlesque piece. <laughs> yes. I know. I love it. I guess that's about. Tell Paul to come back on camera. <laughs> You're welcome. Come, come back. Come <laughs> back. He's refusing to go on. <laughs> go back to our. Movie. Tell him to come on, or I'll kick his ass when I see him. Oh, like that, that's going to happen. <laughs> He'll drop you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Paul, come on. <laughs> the people, people listening will have no idea what's going on, but anybody watching will be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. No, let's go back. Come on. Uh, I want to promote some of her films. So Space Force oh, yeah, just, space, just came space out. Wars. Space Force mm, yes. just had the premiere. A lot of cool people. Uh, Tyler Gallant, oh. Sarah French, Michael Perret, Olivier Gruner, Jed Rowan, Rachel oh, Brooks. Oh, so fantastic. Oh, my God. At least and everybody Spielman. says it's really good, too. Like Station, amazing. And the son, Hunter, even edited part of it. And Anna Heat, his wife's in it. They are so amazing. I love them so much. <laughs> and it got really good reviewed. Like, everybody, I was surprised how much everybody really said it was really good because – you know, sometimes they have these indie movies and people say they're good, but they really suck and they're not being real. But like that one, they're talking this about they're being real. Blue, oh my God. This, I, I, you know, 
Garrow, he worked for Lionsgate, you know, uh, did trailers for them for 16 years. So he knows how to edit. And that is so important in a film that, you know, the Oh, edits, it's the most important. The attention span these days, uh, really amazing. Great score, um, great actors to work with. And uh, I love doing wardrobe. He let me have a lot of freedom, especially with my space barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Build the space barbarian. Who can say that, right? No, how, how do you how do you stay so thin? Well, I, I still teach dance. Um, I, I teach ballet to young girls, and uh, so you, that's you know, an exercise. I still train ballroom. I, I mean, I was uh, I, I taught at UNLV in Vegas, and I was a judge at the Dance Olympics because I had a uh, I have a, a national championship title when I was fairly young in ballroom. So I was always very uh, goal oriented, you know, competitive. They called me Vicious was my my nickname when I was competing. Vicious. <laughs> oh, and also, and, and it's wild. I uh, I did get, actually dance in some some drag queen shows because like, some of my dance partners were well. The one guy Jeff, he, he looked like a six foot five Jody Foster. So uh, <laughs> like a what? Six so foot, I, was, I was one of the six foot five Jody Foster. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, they, they thought I was a drag queen too. Like, I'm a girl. What are you talking about? I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a yeah, lot of fun. It's been so many fun experiences in life. Um, Have you done and, a lot of music videos? Have you been in a lot of music videos or choreographed a lot of music videos? Um, there's a couple of the more recent ones. Yeah, the one I told you about. Um, and then uh, Joe Lujan. Chris Ivan, um, wonderful singer, and he and Joe Lujan's a wonderful director. So um, um, it, it, it was quite an experience. We wore like uh, jail suits, and you know, we we're like the the tough. Actually, tough I've heard him sing. We um, we worked with them um, in Clown Motel too. Ron shot uh, at Big Bear, and and he was like the the uh, he was the one running the camera for while we were there, Joe and the Chris. And so I heard their song that they were getting ready. To, it was right before they were getting to, ready to release a single, and it was really good. And, uh, well, this, and also, one called, uh, this one was called "Focus on Me." Okay, so, so that, that's yeah the the two recent ones that I choreographed. So um, you're in two of his but, movies, right? Because I wrote down the Immortal Wars and Arena Wars. Oh yeah, Immortal Wars. Oh my God. I got to play a monster, this uh, Empisa, the squid monster thing. And I love playing <laughs> monsters because, because I could do all my weird dance, contortion, you know, contortion shit, you know. <laughs> I know that's fun. Yeah, actually, it is. Which one were you in the immortal wars or arena wars? Are you in both of them? Both, actually. Um, yeah. So Joe Lujan's immortal wars, uh, number five is where, yeah, I play Empisa. Um, I can't talk about the thing coming up, but I'm so excited. I'm playing the lead. Whoop, whoop. Oh, good for you. Okay. Hey, <laughs> take I, can it anyway. say I can't say anything else. <laughs> well, don't, don't you hate that? We have, I have a couple of films coming up and I'm not allowed to say anything. And I think it's stupid because I believe in pre-publicity, you know, sell it before it's shot or out, get people to wet, wet their, you know, get them want to see it. I don't get it. They think they're going to steal the story. Come on. You know how hard it is to get a $3 million film funded? So let them steal the story. They ain't getting funded so fast. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Am I right? You also have, you have a couple of movies that you've done with a friend of ours, Eugenia Kuzmina. Oh, uh, I love you. She's and, uh, gorgeous. You have a movie, Mistletoe Massacre, which I love. He won't watch, you know, slasher like Christmas movies, but it's got Todd Bridges, Ken Devishian's a friend of ours, Eugenia's a friend, and Angel Salazar. They're all friends of ours. Oh, Angel Salazar, he's so awesome. Uh, I got a lot of stories. I'll have to tell you those in private, though. <laughs> <laughs> We love we love everybody. We have so many friends in the business. That's why this oh, jerk that's running around saying that Jimmy and I don't like them is stupid. Somebody's running around telling all our friends, did you know Jimmy and Ron don't like you? And it's <laughs> not true. It's and it was mental what kind of mental case is doing that? You also did Pay to Die with James Duvall and Ken Division and Eugenia's in that one. Douglas Tate, did you see him Saturday? He was there. Uh, at the end, I didn't see him till the very. I didn't see him till the very oh, end. He's he's damn, gonna work in a movie. Oh, and Kato Kalen was in it. Did you get to meet Kato Kalen? Oh my god, I worked with Kato years ago in a series called The Watcher. Oh my god, <laughs> it is right around that time of the trial. And all. <laughs> oh my god, that's like wild. I never um, met him, but I, I saw him. Trick. They were awesome. <laughs> I saw I saw him in, at a restaurant in Hollywood, West Hollywood. He was with a bunch of gay guys eating. And I, I, is he gay or straight, Kayla? I think he's gay. Yes. No, no. He is, he is gay because he, he was with a bunch of guys. Also, Diane, guys. Diane, do you know Diane Rapetto, McClure Rapetto? She, she was talking. You do know her. And she's oh, yeah, in the yeah. chat room. Say, say hi to Diane. Did you ever have any of her chocolate? Yeah, her chocolate is Did you ever awesome. have any of her candy? It's outrageous. She makes it You're with love. <laughs> oh no, it's really delicious. I, I when I used to eat sugar, I ate her candy. It was gorgeous. Oh. Her fudge was the best. Oh, mm. yeah. I was like, yeah. So you worked <laughs> with Richard. Really <laughs> You've worked with Richard Grieco and Robert Lasardo a bunch of times, and Robert Donovan. Oh, yeah. You guys have worked together like a lot. So here's a question I like to ask actresses. So, um, and it's like a bucket list question. So, and no wrong answers. Uh, male and female actor, if you could have worked with anybody in the world, male or female, living or dead, who would you like to work with? And then if you could have been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you like to be in? Well, I, I really would have loved to have uh, worked with Rudolph Valentino. Who? Oh, Rudolph Valentino. Oh, my mother's favorite. Like literally, like she's got, he's got all these like pictures of Rudolph Valentino and my mother. I have a huge collection that my mother did as a, a young girl. Of uh, I have oh. more pictures, eight by tens of Valentino, enormous collection. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I, I gotta see this. I was raised on Valentino. My father used to be so jealous. Didn't your mom take a piece of brick <laughs> from his house or something? We went to we went to um, Villa Valentino at up at Whitley Heights. They were knocking the house down, and my mother took a chunk of it and, and brought it back on the airplane. And so she could have a piece of Valentino's house. And they wanted to oh know they wanted to know what that big piece of cement was and why was she carrying it. She said, because it's a piece of Rudolph Valentino's house. So they just looked at her and smiled. We took off from Burbank Airport in those days. And, you know, it's a very treacherous when you take off because of the mountains. You have to go straight up. So I kept thinking to myself, I hope that big chunk of concrete's not going to weigh us down. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, that's the female. One. Okay, male. Well, that the male actor you'd like to work with. 
I know a male. So a female and a male actor you would like to have worked with, like on a bucket list. Oh my god! You know, there's there's so many amazing. Oh my god! There's so much talent, past and present, future. Um, oh give me god. a past and a present. Give me a past and a present. And, and while you're okay, doing okay. that, so, so Valentino past, uh, present. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, my god. <laughs> oh I can't think of it. I mean, Brad Pitt's amazing. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah, female, female. Give me a females. Past. Well, Greta Garbo, as you know. Okay. Um, some of some of the. Uh, oh my god! There are so many amazing. Uh, wow. Present. Um, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> No, that's a good one, Ron. Angelina Jolie grew up and was friends with his daughter growing up. I made her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as a little kid. <laughs> Did you like Gia? That movie Gia, she's so freaking amazing. But my favorite, my favorite Angelina Jolie movie, even though it's a cheesy kind of movie, because but it's called Hackers. Have you ever seen Hackers? Like no, I have not. Hackers not. is like the greatest movie. That one and the one where like the teacher like assaults the girl and then all the girls like fucking like attack the teacher. And then they all get in trouble. I forgot what that one was called. And I'd like to say a word about Angelina Jolie. She is the nicest woman, the most generous woman. She's given millions of dollars to the all the, the best causes. Uh, she's got a heart of gold. No. And, and when they say terrible things about her, it really upsets me. I think it's just jealousy. Um, oh, yeah. She's, you know, a, haters, she's, a lovely, she's a lovely. Yeah, haters. She's a lovely person. Okay, okay, and everything on her is real. And her lips are real. Her, no, her, everything about her is real. Her, those lips are not pumped up. Those are her own. She had them yeah. as a four-year-old four year kid. She had those lips. So, okay, now a movie. A movie that you would like to have been in. Any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in if you could be in oh. any movie that's ever done? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, gosh, I, I, lo I love the epic ones, and I'm, I'm just like – John a blank now because I, you know, being raised by, you know, the epic Hollywood golden era films and everything like, like the 10 commandments or, I, I mean, Gil Brenner, that's another one that I would have loved to work with, you know? Um, yeah. Something like that. Um, What's the movie that I like with Cary Grant? To Catch a Thief. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, I, like, I like to catch a thief, but what's the one where the airplane's coming to get him? And they, oh, um, North North by North North. North, I like North by Northwest. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, the Hitchcock. Oh, my God. Yes. Hitch I have the collection of the original Hitchcocks before they went Hollywood. And so it's like the raw stuff that. Yeah, you know, if I awesome. had a wish to make a movie, it would be uh, to catch a thief and play yes. Carrie Grant's part so I could get to kiss the beautiful Grace Kelly, who I was madly oh, in love with. Right? As a teenage boy, yeah. I dreamed of her. <laughs> I fell in love with her when I was 16 years old. Oh, Grace yeah. Kelly was magnificent. Like a lot of people did. Um, oh, yeah. I love the Hitchcock. Oh, my God. The the suspense, the thrillers. I love noir. I love the old noir films a lot. We watch oh. Noir Alley a lot. We watch Noir Alley a lot. Yeah. Do you yeah. watch Turner Classics? Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to make a noir film, a black and white noir film someday. Yeah. I know that. You'd be good in that, too. <laughs> and I think we should all thank Robert Osborne for uh, making Turn the Classics. Yes. Oh, yes. I knew, I, I knew Robert, and Robert was a sensational guy. Very soft spoken, elegant, sweet, kind man. I wish he was still with us. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Very eloquent. Oh, 
Thank Very you. nice. He was a red, I met him on 57th Street where he lived. I was freezing my ass off. You know, the water came off the Hudson River, the air, the wind. In the wintertime, you could die. And we were bundled up, and I stopped him. I said, Robert Osborne. He stopped. He said, yes. I said, you don't know me. And I introduced myself, and we chatted. He said, well, come on. <coughs> my dog. He said, come on, we'll duck into this lobby of a, a building and we'll chat for a minute. And I did. It's very kind, very nice. We like like all that. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Freezing your ass off if you quit wearing those speedos around town, you know. Yeah. What you say? You said you'd be freezing your ass off if you wouldn't quit wearing those speedos around town. That's fucking hilarious. You've seen pictures of me in my speedo. Actually, the chat room is saying the chat room is saying right. The chat room the chat room is saying happy Thanksgiving to you and Paul. Are you doing anything exciting? Are you cooking? Are you cooking? We're visiting his sister and her family. So oh, yeah, that's good. But we're going to be at the Grammys. But listen, are you cooking a turkey tomorrow? She no, tomorrow. but um, I don't know. I was thinking about maybe making some tiramisu or something, you know. She's going to um, the Paul's sister's house. Oh, good. You're going to your future sister-in-law's house. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I do love to cook when I get time. Uh, I just made some uh, linguine and clams uh, for oh, a friend good. of ours. We're staying in L.A. So. Yeah, that's fun. I, I like love I it. I love that. So you guys, you, you can follow you can follow Gene Heathen on Instagram. It's at J O underscore Anna A N N A underscore Heckman H E C K M A N. Some of the movies she's going to have coming out: uh, Bermuda Island. Is Pay to Die already out? Diane says she's in that too. No. Pay to Die. Yeah, we just Space, that. Space Wars: Quest for the Deep Star. Immortal Wars is decays. Paradox Arena Wars is out. Camp Pleasant Lake. You, Camp Pleasant Lake. You guys just shot, and you're both in it, right? You guys are both in it. Um, I, I make it part of my yeah. Make it part of my contract that they have to hire Paul also. Pay well, I know, that, that is genius. That's so genius. Are, are you going to the Grammys with Paul? Oh God, I would love to. Um, Gosh, we have a actually, we have a Grammy we have a, a, we, we have a Grammy party that we get to like so I'll invite you to it once I get myself invited I will. Um, you guys can also check out Bloodthirst coming out. Night of the Tommy Knockers is available Friday, I think. Bridge of the Doom, Attack of the Unknown is already out. Death Count, which we had a bunch of people from that on the show a couple months ago, so she's got a whole bunch of stuff coming out. We uh, want to congratulate you on all your success. Yay. Mostly, oh, I want to say. That I really love your personality. There, nobody like you. You're so much fun. You're full of energy. You're full of energy. When people see you, they automatically get happy because you just bring that aura of happiness into the room. And uh, we want to thank you for coming on the show and wish you guys both a happy Thanksgiving. And I'm sure we're going to see you soon. Before the, are you going? I think there's another red carpet coming up, isn't there? I don't know. Pat, are you going to go to Pat's red carpet? Oh, that's on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doc- documentary on the third, tenth, on the tenth, the tenth of December. Oh, okay, yeah, because this one, the second, the third. Okay, now the tenth. We got to write that down. There you go. <laughs> right. Anyway, so we'll see you guys, there. You're so awesome, and <laughs> thank, thank you. you so I'm so honored. We'll see. We'll see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, honey. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving, Paul. And everybody, tune in. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.
Bye, everybody. Bye. We'll see you next week. See you, see you, see you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving, everyone. Come on in, Paul. Say goodbye real quick. You got like eight seconds. Bye. Bye. See ya. Happy Thanksgiving, Paul. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, everybody. See you soon. Bye bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you will send to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come and watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.